You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Kent Backus. Kent, of course, is NCBA's Senior Director for International Trade and Market Access. Kent, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, always happy to be here. Well, your issues are always in the news, so you're on the podcast, I think, more than anybody else. Um, this week, uh, well, the past couple of weeks, uh, the big news has been China and tariffs. And uh, there have been a couple of rounds of negotiations between U.S. and Chinese negotiators um, over the past few weeks. Um, it looked like there might be a deal done. And then the next thing we're hearing about is we're increasing tariffs on Chinese products coming into the U.S. And they responded in kind with uh, tariffs on U.S. products going into China, including beef. Um, so what is the story here? Are are we close to a deal, or do you think that there is some sort of deal that can be hammered out here that would improve the situation for uh, our access to China? Well, I think we're all watching very closely to see what unfolds over the next few weeks. We know that the Trump administration is committed to continued engagement with China. We know the Chinese negotiators are also going to be at the table. I think we are close. I think that uh, we've come a long way in the fact that there is a continued commitment from both sides to continue these talks speaks volumes. Now, I don't think it's going to be as easy as a process as people would have hoped. Uh, You're talking about two of the biggest economies in the world. Uh, and we're going to ruffle each other's feathers. This is this is a, a wrestling match, so to speak, and we're each looking for leverage. I, I think that the future success of both of our economies depends on the outcome of these talks. There's a tremendous incentive for both sides to come to the table. I think they have. I think there are still a few things that they're going to try to find uh, some kind of meaningful agreement, some enforcement uh, to go along with that. Because we need more than just words on paper. We need to make sure that China follows through with many of these systemic changes and these agreements to purchase our commodities. We need to make sure that it's more than just empty promises. And I think that is really what President Trump and his team are trying to find here. But that's not going to be an easy process. And we never expected it to be. We've always said we express cautious optimism because, you know, China, they're – Uh, They're not a novice when it comes to these negotiations. They know what they're doing, but so does our team. And I think that the comforting thing is knowing that, you know, our our team is not willing to take a half-hearted deal or or something with empty promises. But, uh, you know, we're, we're hopeful that this will resolve soon. But I think we all need to prepare that this negotiation could continue if China is not willing to make the necessary concessions that are important for U.S. agriculture and for other sectors of our economy. Okay, so yeah, and as you said, our economies are very intertwined. Both parties have have a tremendous incentive to get a deal done. Um, Two years ago, you and I were in Beijing together um, when U.S. beef was first um, given access to China for the first time in 13 years or so. Um, You know, we had very high hopes at that point, um, but really we haven't seen a whole lot of uh, growth there. And it's not so much because of tariffs. Everybody talks about the tariffs, but there are a lot of non-tariff uh, trade barriers that China imposes on on many products, including uh, U.S. beef. Can you talk about that and how that plays into the why? That's really the core issue for us in this whole uh, negotiation with China. That's exactly right. While tariffs get the lion's share of the issues, that's really the headline grabber of the day. It's the non-tariff barriers that really impact us. That is what's that's. 
the non-tariff barriers have kept us from reaching our potential in that market. Uh, non-tariff barriers include the BSE restrictions, those age-based restrictions that, that are not science-based in nature. The restrictions on our ability to use important technologies like hormones and beta agonists. These are FDA-approved technologies that are commonly used in U.S. beef production. We should be able to supply Chinese consumers with the same safe, high-quality, uh, and delicious product that we feed American consumers. We should be able to sell to the Chinese market without any of these non-science-based restrictions. However, China is going to have to make some major moves domestically to make that happen. And, you know, that's what this negotiation is about, is to try to find a way forward, try to find a way to allow U.S. beef producers to meet that growing demand in China. And the Trump administration, to their credit, has really held firm on trying to address the tariff and non-tariff barriers. And I think if we can find a deal that addresses all of that, then we will see significant growth in our export sales into China. As a matter of fact, the U.S. Meat Export Federation estimates that if we could remove those barriers to trade, those non-tariff barriers, then in five years, China could be a $4 billion market for the U.S. beef industry. And put that into perspective, what are our largest foreign markets right now, just in comparison? Well, last year was a, was a record year for us, and our global export sales totaled $8.3 billion, our total global export sales. So that would be, it could represent a, like a 50% increase basically over where we are right now. Absolutely. Our biggest export market is Japan. So you're talking twice that. Japan adds about $70 per head. So you're looking at a significant increase. And if you're just looking at today's numbers, that is a tremendous opportunity. So why wouldn't we want to address these barriers? So I think it's important for people to hold firm. Don't panic. Uh, we need to continue to support the president in taking this this hardball approach and trying to open that market because this is about our long-term investment and our long-term success in the Chinese market. Right. So essentially for the U.S. beef industry, the tariff dis discussion is it's kind of a sideshow. Um, we have not a whole lot to lose there because we haven't had a whole lot of market access, but there's a tremendous amount to gain if we can knock down these non-tariff barriers. That's right. And I don't want to downplay the impact that tariffs have on the U.S. ag industry, and I don't think the administration is trying to do that either. I think they're very sensitive to the, to the pain that our producers are feeling now. Now, the beef industry is not feeling it uh, like other commodities are, not to that extent. But, you know, we still face massive tariffs in China because we are a target for retaliation. We were part of the first retaliation. They've expanded that now uh, with uh, this recent round of retaliation. So we are feeling that pain, too. I, I think the important thing is we have to keep our eye on the end goal. We have to continue to push to open that market because we could have zero tariffs into the Chinese market. But if we don't address these non-tariff barriers, then it's not going to be as lucrative as it should be. It's not going to be as meaningful for U.S. producers. And at the end of the day, we want to be able to sell the same high-quality beef product that we sell to American consumers. We want to be able to sell that same product to Chinese consumers. Well, we know they like it over there. We saw it firsthand. Uh, you cooked up uh, <laughs> a nice bit of steak for them and won a, won a cook-off over there a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I think that just, that just says that when you put our product up against anyone else, uh, any other country, uh, we're going to win. I mean, we have a superior product, that high-quality uh, product that we produce. Uh, that is really what consumers want across the globe. 
We just have to find a way to to market our product and to deliver to those Chinese consumers. We have to develop the supply chains. We have to develop the trust with those consumers. But we got to get the government out of the way, and we got to have access in order to to really see a return on that investment. All right, Kent Packus, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.